Hey, grown-ups! Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. We're a vegetarian household over here, and there were tons of delicious options over at Factor. I highly recommend. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50, T-A-L-E-S 50, and use code tales50 to get 50% off. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com slash tales50 to get 50% off. Hey grown-ups, if you could imagine the perfect education for your tailblazer, what would it look like? You might say hands-on learning, small class sizes, deep reading, open discussion, and for many of us, that list includes a personal one-on-one tutor. That kind of personal attention can accelerate their grasp of difficult concepts. The problem is, tutors can be astronomically expensive, and tutor quality can vary widely. That's where Synthesis Tutor comes in. It's an educational AI that can bring your student from an average to exceptional grasp of mathematics. The tutor works like a human tutor would, slowing down in areas where they're struggling and speeding up when they're gaining momentum. Except, unlike a traditional tutor, Synthesis Tutor is always available and is just $29 a month. Visit synthesis.com slash girltales to get 10% off and begin learning with Synthesis Tutor today. Hey grown-ups, Women's History Month is sneaking up on us and we want you and your tailblazers to join in the celebration of the amazing women who have broken barriers, shattered glass ceilings, and made history. But hey, we're not just looking back, we're also cheering on the future history makers, our very own tailblazers. Here's how you can join in on the celebrating. Grab your phone or tablet and record a quick 10 seconds or less of an audio message. Your tailblazer can tell us about a woman that they admire who changed history. Or you, the grown-up, can give the tailblazer an empowering message about how they will change history. We'll feature these recordings on our Girl Tales episodes all through March. This opportunity is available to our awesome Patreon members on Team Alba or higher. You'll find the instructions on how to send us your recording on our Patreon page. Happy Almost Women's History Month. Okay, grown-ups, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about the Girl Tales sponsor. One of my new favorite children's books was just released. It's called Evelyn Del Rey is Moving Away. It's written by Newbery Award-winning and New York Times best-selling author Meg Medina, and it is beautifully, beautifully illustrated by Sonia Sanchez. This book tells the story of the day Daniela's best friend, her mejor amiga, Evelyn Del Rey, has to move away. 
I could go on and on and on about how much I love this book, but I decided the best way to tell you about the story is to read the story. So I invited my friend Adriana to read the beginning of it for you. Enjoy. Today is not like any other day. Evelyn Del Rey is my mejor amiga, my numero uno best friend. Come play, Daniela, she says, just like she always does, just like today is any other day. So I bundle up and cross the street. A big truck with its mouth wide open is parked at the curb, ready to gobble up Evelyn's mirror with the stickers around the edge, her easel for painting on rainy days, and the sofa that we bounce on to get to the moon. She is waiting for me inside the iron doors. Then we climb the steps two at a time, just like we always do. We sneak past grouchy Mr. Miller's door and wave to Mr. Sue, who's feeding pigeons from the hall window. Senora Flores gives us each a cookie and says, It's the big day when we walk by. <sighs> I wish it were, just like any other day. If you'd like to read the rest of this story, Grown Ups, Evelyn Del Rey is Moving Away is available wherever books are sold. Hey, Tailblazers, I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I have to send a big hello and thank you to three tailblazers, Eleanor, Conrad, and Hannah. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales and for supporting us. Grown Ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. To support Girl Tales, head to patreon.com slash Girl Tales to hear your child's name at the top of the next episode. Today I am sharing a short story while we work on making our fairy tales for next season. In fact, this will be our last story for the next couple of months. We were supposed to take a break back in February, but the world changed a little bit and we wanted to reach out and do as much as we could for all of you because you do so much for us. Grown-ups, in the meantime, you can follow Girl Tales on Instagram and Facebook, or you can join my monthly newsletter to get updates and to be a part of the Girl Tales community. I'm going to leave all of the links for you in our show notes. There are some big things happening at the Girl Tales factory, and I can't wait to share them with you. Okay, this story is called M of the Mist. It's our own twist on the legend Made of the Mist. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. I'm guessing that most of your friends have names, right? Well, most of mine do too, but this friend is a little different. She asked me to keep her name hidden, so we shall simply call her the Maid of the Mist, or M for short. M was born in the Niagara Falls area in New York State. You know Niagara Falls, big waterfalls, oldest state park in the United States. In fact, did you know that the water rushes at 32 feet per second over the falls, hitting the base of the Horseshoe Falls with 2,509 tons of force? 
Oh, did I say Horseshoe Falls? I got sidetracked, didn't I? Okay, back to the story. But remember, Horseshoe Falls, because that part will come back later. So, M was born in the Niagara Falls area, like me. In fact, that's how we met. Being from that area, it was only natural that we both loved being out on the water. There is something so peaceful about it. We would borrow our family's canoes almost every week and find time to explore a new part of the river we hadn't seen yet. One day, we were both on the edge of the river getting ready to set off on a quick morning canoe trip. It was the perfect day. The sun was shining bright, warm pools of light across the land. Beautiful flowers of many colors dotted the riverside, sending their sweet perfume into the air. Em looked at me with a big smile across her face. We were ready for another wonderful adventure. We both pushed off into the water, our paddles sending ripples across the otherwise still surface of the river. Em looked at me with a mischievous glance. Something wrong? Had she seen something on the side of the riverbank? Suddenly, she was paddling faster than I had ever seen her paddle. I'll race you to the falls, she cried out. Not if I get there first, I yelled, paddling hard to keep up with her. She was always a little faster than me. Even though I was paddling so hard I could feel my heartbeat in my fingertips, she quickly disappeared from my sight. Em, I called after her. Wait up! After a little while, I grew tired and had begun to slow down. I could tell that the falls were close. A thin layer of mist was floating over the water, and the mighty, rushing roar of the falls was growing louder and louder. I figured I would see Em on the shoreline splashing her feet in the water or weaving a wreath of woodland flowers. But she wasn't there. In fact, she was nowhere to be found. I shivered from the chill of the mist and began to feel a little bit worried. Em was really good at canoeing, but the falls were powerful. What if something had happened? Well, it turned out something had happened. I should say that Em told me this whole story after the fact, so trust me when I tell you that everything turned out okay. But this next part was a little bit scary, even for Em. Em had been racing along, laughing to herself at the joy of racing me down the river. In fact, she was laughing so hard and so loudly that she hadn't heard the mighty rushing roar of the falls. By the time she heard it over the sounds of her laughter, the current was really strong. Em paddled with all her might, struggling against the water, but the water pulled her canoe closer and closer to the falls. Em knew that things were looking pretty grim, but she tried one more thing. She had heard rumors that Thunder lived in the neighborhood. I know what you're thinking. How can Thunder live anywhere? But Thunder used to spend time with the people from our village. She even invited my grandparents over for cookies and tea one day. She lived near our village, close enough that when she thought something was funny, we could all hear big booms of laughter echoing through the clouds and see flashes of lightning dancing in the sky. 
Although M had never personally seen her, she hoped her cries would reach Thunder's ears. Thunder! She cried out, help me! And with that, her canoe tipped over the falls. Everything seemed to move in slow motion. The thick clouds of mist from the base of the falls below revealed shimmering, beautiful rainbows as the sunlight moved through it. The crystal clear water rushing on either side of M's seemed to glitter, and M could almost see a pair of arms coming towards her through it. Now wait, there were definitely a pair of arms coming towards her canoe. They were stretching out through the water, reaching for her. Suddenly, M wasn't falling anymore. She looked around and realized that she had stopped moving through the air. In fact, she was stuck right where she was. She saw two large hands holding either end of her canoe. She was mystified. What do you think you're doing? The falls are dangerous. You could have been hurt, a voice said. M looked to the left, but she couldn't see anyone. She looked to the right. Still, no one. Behind you, the voice said, clearing her throat. Em looked behind her, and through the water, she saw that she was face to face with thunder. Thunder had heard her cry for help, after all. Her gentle gray-blue eyes twinkled with what Em could only guess was lightning. Let's get you somewhere safe. Heads up, you're gonna get a little wet first, said Thunder. Thunder pulled Em's canoe straight back through the water and behind the falls themselves. Thunder set Em and her canoe down, and she helped her get some dry clothes and something yummy to eat. As Em looked around, she realized she was in Thunder's home. Plush couches sat welcomingly around a crackling fire. Little jars of lightning hung from the walls like lanterns casting a warm golden glow around the room. The large kitchen off to the left wafted the scent of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies through the air. It was beautiful. Thunder had been living behind the falls this whole time. I don't get a lot of visitors anymore, said Thunder, handing Em a warm cookie. People used to come talk to me all the time. They would visit my home and spend time with me. But now it's been so long that unless I am behind the falls, they cannot even see me. I am invisible to them now. It gets a little lonely, I'll admit. But thank you for calling out to me. I'm glad I was able to help you. Em smiled. Thank you for catching me, she said. Thunder smiled back. Of course. They sat and talked for the rest of the evening. Em regaled Thunder with silly stories of her friends from the village. (laughs) Thunder sent Em into uproarious giggles by sending loud booms of thunder and flashes of lightning around the room. By the end of the night, Em felt exhausted. Thunder tucked Em into a cozy bed in her guest room, where Em fell into a deep sleep. Em woke up to the sounds of thunder rumbling closer and closer. Thunder entered the room frantically. Em! she pleaded. I need your help. Please, hurry. 
Em and Thunder raced back to Em's canoe, which Thunder had already brought back up to a safe part of the river. Em ran as hard as she could to keep up with Thunder, who explained what was going on. Last night, after you fell asleep, I heard a terrible hissing sound by the falls, she said. I went outside to investigate and saw a snake. I know that snake. Not all snakes are bad, but this one, he is a very evil snake. He likes to destroy villages just for fun, and he's heading for yours. He plans to strike this evening. Why didn't you tell the people in my village? asked Em. I tried, but I'm invisible to them unless I am behind the fools, remember? I tried to warn them, but people didn't want to believe an invisible voice. They just thought it was a friend playing tricks on them. I need you to warn them. They will believe you. Once in the canoe, Em and Thunder hatched a plan. Em would warn everyone that the snake was coming and help everyone pack their bags to leave. They would spend the night in Thunder's beautiful home so when the snake arrived, no one would be there. Em and Thunder arrived back at the village with lightning speed. Get it? Because Thunder... And Oh, never mind. The point is, M and Thunder together canoed really quickly back to the village, and it's a good thing they did. There were a lot of us to warn, and a lot of bags to pack. This is where I come back into the story. Remember me? I had been home this whole time worrying about M. So imagine my surprise when I saw her on the shore the next morning, dragging her canoe onto dry land. I cried out, hugging her tightly. What happened? Are you all right? It's a long story, said Em, but I'll have to tell you later. There isn't much time. We have to make some quick introductions. This is Thunder. I looked around, but I couldn't see anyone. Oh, said Em, Thunder is invisible. Yeah, right, I said, rolling my eyes. I stuck my hand out sarcastically like I was going to shake someone's hand. To my surprise, I felt a giant hand grab mine and shake it. Pleased to meet you, said a voice. I screamed. Em burst out laughing, and Thunder's laughter echoed like booms <laughs> off the mountains. Once they had stopped laughing at my surprise, they filled me in on the situation and asked if I could help spread the word to the other villagers. We set off warning everyone in the village about the snake. We told them to pack their overnight bags and meet us on the shore where Thunder had assembled enough canoes for everyone. Thunder brought the entire village back to her home, where to our surprise, a delicious meal and cozy beds were waiting for us all. Night fell. Thunder, M, and I returned to the empty village on M's canoe. The snake was already there wandering from door to door, looking confused. Where are they? Where are they? The snake hissed. I have an evil plan to set into motion. I can't wait all night. Thunder sent a loud boom roaring through the air. They aren't here. You need to leave. You aren't welcome. Who said that? 
asked the snake, searching through the air. The snake couldn't see anyone. Thunder roared, and a thunderous boom ripped through the air. You need to leave these villagers alone. More thunder rumbled across the skies. The sound was too much for the snake. M and I watched as the snake writhed uncomfortably. The snake stiffened and began to turn gray. Thunder continued to boom. To our surprise, we watched as the snake began to turn into stone. Once the snake was entirely frozen in stone, Thunder pushed the snake into the river, where we watched it float downstream away from the village. We had done it. We saved the village. Oh, remember that part about Horseshoe Falls? They say that the snake now turned to stone caught its head on part of the river and its tail on another part, forming a giant semicircle. Water from the river began to rush over the stone snake, forming a new falls known as Horseshoe Falls. That snake may have had evil plans, but we helped turn those plans into something beautiful you can visit even today. The next morning, Thunder helped us all return to the village with the outstanding invitation that we could all visit her whenever we wanted. Lots of the villagers took her up on that invitation. Her cooking was too good to pass up. And of course, Em and I visited her every week on our canoe. Don't worry, Thunder showed us a safer route to travel than going over the falls. That was M of the Mist by Megan Bagala. Produced by Chad Shanai. Executive produced and performed by me, Rebecca Cunningham. And scored by Eli Denby Wood. Our theme music is by Amy Geisbers Van Wyk and Eli Denby Wood. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And tell your friends about Girl Tales. I will miss you so, so much, but I'll be back soon. And oh, remember... I believe in you. Vienna princess Ain't about the dresses Vienna princess Is bigger than a crown Vienna princess Is doing your best It takes kindness Strong in the night.